another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Can y'all feel that? Can you feel that thing that's oozing out your doggone hands? That thing is beating your doggone chest right now. Can you feel that? Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. It's your main man, Big Cliff, as always. Thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast app, on speak, on uh, Facebook Live, on YouTube, on all of that. We, we're dealing with technical difficulties out here in these streets, but nonetheless, we out here. You feel me? Welcome, man, my main man and yours, as always, DJ High Star. What's goody with it, bro? What's going on, Carolina Sports Talk Nation? What's going on, family? What's up? Brethren, first of all, how you doing, my dog? Chilling, man. Chilling. I feel like, uh, you know, it's been a long time. Shouldn't have left them without some dope sports. First of all, relax. Simmer down. You're doing a whole bunch of a lot right now, and I just want you to back up off that. But nonetheless, what you been up to the last couple of weeks, man? Fun today. We ain't go live in a minute. Uh, You said the last few weeks, what have I been up to? Yeah. Not recording. Um, not a lot of work. <laughs> What's up, Los? A lot of work, you know. A lot of work. Uh, yeah, yeah. A lot of traveling as well, but work supersedes that because something's got to pay for all of these concert tickets and and festivals gas. and everything. So <laughs> let's talk about gas real quick. And, and and welcome in. Of course, this is Carolina Sports Talk. It's your man, Big Cliff, sitting in with my dog, High Star. We will be giving you some live coverage of the game tonight. We don't own none of that. Um, so, like, when it comes on, like, those who like to report stuff, I don't own the rights to none of that. So, let me go ahead and put that out here. But I am going to actually be putting on some snippets of the game. We might give a little commentary on the, like, on the go from there. But, nonetheless, gas, bro, like, everything else seems like it has been going ridiculously priced, bro. It went from, like, $3.50 and, like, down to, like, $2.90 and stuff. Like, are you using premium or are you using like regular letter? Or what you put? What you putting it in with? Regular, honestly, uh, that's one of the biggest choices in when I made, um, you know, my purchase as far as with the with the car that I have now. So, um, shoot, I know, you know, the more and more that time continues to go on, the more people that you know that have Teslas and stuff like that. So the the Tesla owners that I know. They saving a nice pretty penny and in, in their investment is looking looking very nice whenever they uh fill up for two dollars or something like that or a dollar fifty and able right. to drive two hundred and eighty miles, you know what I'm saying? On it. So off two dollars and some change. Yeah, nah, I've been putting a premium in the whip lately just to try to, you know, maximize my miles per bruh. Between groceries and gas, it's it's crazy out here. But nonetheless, talking about crazy out here, man. Your New York Knickerbockers are currently taking on. Uh, well, I say currently, it's literally tip off. And let's let's look in on the action real quick. Right. Okay. You want to look in yeah. on the action? Yeah, I'm gonna just yeah, let's go ahead and see what's what's going on with the tip off real quick. Now, as you see, is the game's just getting started. Um, I guess they don't need the no audio, but 
We're going to be taking some live looking uh, at Madison Square Garden a couple of times throughout the show. Just because I think if you guys are going to take the time to spend watching us, least we could do is give you some updates as you see the Miami Heat out the gate right away with a 2 nothing lead. But um, as it stands right now, the series is 3-1. You're not on all of it. I don't want them big pause. Let's get them off the screen. Bing bong. So your your Knicks are down three one right now. What what do you think your chances are in Madison Square Garden tonight, man? What do you, what do you think uh, about you guys' likelihood of pulling this one out tonight? Um, I mean, honestly, it's a must win. I, I'll definitely directly address your question here in just a moment, but it mm-hmm. would be cheating the fans because we have first of all the last time that we've seen them. Uh-huh. He's at the draft day party. Uh-huh. And we a lot of NBA talk. So I would be cheating the fans to even get to the semis and, and start discussing this without talking about a, a few things. But let me quickly answer. And this is this is kind of somewhat freestyled, as Big Cliff knows, but I'll go ahead and let y'all peek behind the fourth wall. But um, to answer your question uh, directly, though, of course, it's a must win. Um, is going to be a, a test of a couple of things uh, as far as grit. Um, it it'll determine uh, like there's a couple of things that um playoff basketball is higher intensity than the regular season basketball. Of course, we all know that. With regular season basketball, it's about flow and it's about rhythm. Uh, teams have rhythm, teams um don't have rhythm. So with playoff basketball, it's a higher level of flow and rhythm. Uh, and the thing that uh, the 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 two things that would kind of uh, disrupt that, if you will, is fouls or foul trouble, mm-hmm. and, you know, forbid uh, injuries. Um, so those two things can disrupt any kind of flow or rhythm uh, fouls, you know, or, and then turnovers, of course. But uh, fouls, you know, we've been having issues with, with early fouls and things like that. And players not being able to, being able to get into rhythm, um, just overall with our calling card being defense and us being, I believe, we're number one in the playoffs right now, or number two rather with points allowed. I think behind Cleveland maybe or something like that. But um, so with defense, we we have to we have to shut down Jimmy Butler. We have to ha- have somebody in wow. um, and and it's really not shut down, but contain have okay. some in Struth's face, have somebody in a Duncan Robinson's face, those type of people we can't allow to, to continue to get off. Kyle Lowry brings mm-hmm. energy off of the bench. He's, he has double um, digits as far as points anytime that he comes off the bench and it's not matched by our, our bench. Like it'll, it'll Emmanuel Quigley will, will have it and it'll be in um, a high uh, volume type of thing where he's, he might be getting 18 points off of 16 attempts or something like that. Or mm-hmm. so, and he's the only one that is even uh, right now making an impact off the bench that even has. I mean, Toppin will do some stuff, but he Toppin is not like a he can't facilitate his own shot or whatever like that. Um, and and quickly, he's kind of the only one that can create his own shot uh, off the bench. But uh, so I say all of that to answer your question directly. And my bad for kind of hijacking this first part of the show. But <laughs> we have to actually, like I said, I don't want to cheat the fans. We have to discuss kind of how we got here uh, in the semis period. Um, first, let's go ahead and like just not we, we don't really necessarily have to peek in. But what's what's the score update, if you could, for me? Actually, uh, they are on commercial break currently. Okay. So I see that it, it looks like it's four three uh, 
you know, based on my Wi-Fi. So okay. depending on how updated anything else is, you got the high speed or three, the, the heat are up. But let's talk about how we got to this point in a potential. There's a potential still on the line matchup of a playing team and an eight seed and an eight seed right now. Mm-hmm. So uh we missed a whole lot of things again and, and brushed over NBA. So again, apologies to you all. I'm showing my contrition. But let's get to it. Dylan Brooks. All right. <laughs> Dylan Brooks. He, mm, he wrote a check. I'm sorry. Now I got to stop the music. I like you. Again, I thought oh, you were yeah, going to get the updates. But let's talk about Dylan Brooks. Bro, let's boy. get to it real quick. Let's jump in there real. Yeah. Um, his his the, the the knock on him all year has been, especially from people like Draymond, um, has been, yo, you're talking all of that, but y'all have not won anything or whatever like that. What he did uh, was unnecessarily invite attention and energy to to his team and like not only to himself, but to his team. So it's like mm-hmm. that might not drive other teammates the way that it drives you as far as and, and you might not have to guard LeBron the whole game. You might be putting that that onus on someone else. else by just talking. So that was, you know, and then all of the other theatrics um, as as a team, as an organization, I could see that Memphis wanted to make a statement and say, we're not going in this direction. We will let y'all show personality and be yourself, but we're not going in this direction where it's going to be a free for all and the players run this thing or whatever like that. What they're really missing is uh, a Udonis Haslam of the world. At this point, really, somebody like if 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 Boogie Cousins was reserved or or matured, if you will, and and learned his mm-hmm. experience, they 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 would be able to use his experience, his grit, and stuff like that. But his is more so his veteranship. But again, it's about that headspace. And if if somebody like that could even last through a season without, you know, having 16 technicals or something like that. Exactly. So that was that an injury. So the the um the famous thing or the the headline for that series, ironically, was Dylan Brooks saying, of course, LeBron is old and he won't respect him unless he gave him 40. And that is exactly what happened. The Lakers right. gave them 40 in a game seven, I want to say. No, so, it was game six. Oh, it was a game six. Okay, but your thoughts quickly on that, um, on that, um, series, and even y'all rode, you know, through that 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 part of the playoffs. I I have to be contrite and similar to you, and acknowledge that I did. I picked against my Los Angeles Lakers in the first round simply because I did not think that our consistency was going to allow us to step up and be the team that we were. And although uh, Anthony Davis was in fact not consistent, he is he was. Anthony Davis, or not so much even just through the first round, but all throughout these playoffs, as where he is pretty much just given one game on, one game off, one game on, one game off. But the rest of the role players, our bench has stepped. Rui Hachimura, um, like just the, the, I hold all of our reserves. Um, Dennis Schroeder is shooting like he actually knows what to do with a basketball, bro. Uh, here and there, here and there. But I mean, but, well, his mid range is well, though. His mid range definitely, and, and even specifically through that first. First, uh, we're talking if we're talking just again against the Grizzlies, that shot that he hit that w- which should have been the game winner, like, like that whole the whole series for me was uh, a, a representation of what the Lakers can be and what I hope we continue to be. Um, so shout out to them. Now, in regards to my boy who got fired on his day off, bro, I 
<laughs> he is the definition of writing a check that you can't cash, bro. Like, now for those, go. I was gonna say for those who don't know, um, again, we alluded to it earlier, but I don't think we officially said it. But the yeah, Dylan Brooks was told and informed by the Memphis Grizzlies. And then they publicly let it out. Well, I say that we all was told. <laughs> and the world was told that he under no circumstances was going to return as a member of their franchise. They was like, bro, you're done, dead, up, out of here. Now, uh-oh. So we got some comments coming in from, from, the, from the Facebook page. My dog Brandon said Brooks like was the that. number one scapegoat of 2023. Like where you at with it, Brandon? And Poole is a close second. I got it. Now, I got it. Let's, let's, let's talk on it. Brooks is to an extent a scapegoat. Now, is he a justifiable scapegoat? Absolutely. Somebody got to take the right. fall, and I understand why he is. But if you hadn't opened your mouth, my boy, and quote unquote poking the bear, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. Like I enjoy your swag, you got that little edge about you, but you got to back it up. If you're gonna pick a fight with LeBron James, and again, y'all know I'm not a LeBron fan, but if you are going to pick a fight with arguably one of the greatest players in the history of basketball, bruh, back it up. That's that's yeah. all I'm saying. And so he is justifiably a, a scapegoat. Go ahead. He, 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 what you do when you assume that villain role and you take it on, and, and people like Draymond know, people like um, the Rick Mahorns of the world know, they, you put a target on your back. That's what he did. Now, how they handled it. So I like where Brandon was going as far as what he brought up. And then also street poetry, kind of what you mentioned it, how they handled it. I'm not a fan of them making that public statement that they did um, emphatically saying, you know, under any circumstances. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of where that and the Jordan Poole thing diverge or whatever into, in two different paths, because Jordan Poole to me is self, not self-sabotaging, but his his whatever criticize criticism he gets, he he earned it himself, like with his play or right. lack of play, lack of play, and all of out. <laughs> and they invested in him, and he didn't produce. That's so, it. Yeah. Now, yeah. one thing I wanted to re- to to acknowledge also, my dog uh, Commodore said how they handled the Brooks, uh, how they handled Brooks is horrible. I like the Memphis org until how they handled their own. I, I think that. In the opportunity or trying to get the perspective with the jaw stuff, with the gun earlier in the season, with him thinking he'd thug and everybody, all of that, a lot of that was negative press and attention that was brought to the team. Had they won a championship, it all would have went out the window. But because they didn't, now their positions where, okay, as we get ready to move forward, we got to start correcting some of this and, and, and trying to do some image control. And I think, like again, like Brandon said, he was the scapegoat. Now, a couple other things that I wanted to address um, Commodore, I saw your comment where you said that the Lakers are benefiting from internal warrior issues. I, we play to win the game. It don't matter who on the other side, what they got going on. It's the playoffs, baby. Um, we, we, we just here to win. Like if they don't want to do it, I, I'm not arguing that they're not and that the Lakers aren't benefiting from it. But at the end of the day, LeBron James has that ring in Cleveland because of warriors issues on the other side. If we're going to be transparent, had Jerry Draymond Green not gotten suspended for game six, they would have closed that out and gone down as one of the greatest teams in history with a 73 win season and a championship. But mm-hmm. Let, let's Draymond identify some, some of the issues. If, if you what, what do you what's what, outside of Jordan Poole? What's one that you feel like I, I, my, my Jordan Poole uh, gripe is his lack of production. But what, what's an internal issue that you feel? 
so uh, and that's a big one. The money that he robbed them from at this point, I saw somebody on um, social media say, I see why Draymond stuck him up like he did. Because <laughs> he knew he was going to have a season like this in the playoffs. But nonetheless, the, 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 the pool things are huge. I think Draymond is older than a lot of them realize. We talked about it last year, and he's doing at least somewhat of a – I can't even say that. He, he, he's not who he used to be, and this team is a lot older. Their bench isn't nearly as deep because people recognized, hey, they got good players on their bench. Let's go get them and pay them some money and play them on our teams. And so I think the bench isn't as deep this year, and for whatever reason, the Lakers are looking good. I think I'm going to give it the the pool and the Draymond portion, but for the most of it, we just executing leadership on y'all part, uh, health or whatnot, and then uh, again with, um, for the health yeah, with, with playoffs, it's about momentum and, and the rhythm, and y'all definitely caught the stride at, during the Memphis series, having like like Dylan Brooks not only messed it up for the Grizzlies, but he might have messed it up for everybody else throughout the playoffs that has to face the Lakers because it lit that fire in LeBron and gave him like a, a why it gave him a reason like to go ahead and turn it up and kick it up another notch to go ahead and focus and execute at that higher level or whatnot um I like that what Ashton said the Lakers defense is the Warriors issue yesterday of oh. course last night I mean we'll we'll get to that to to the Lakers and, and the Warriors in a second but last night of course uh I mean the last game rather Lonnie Walker, the fourth, uh, doing his thing in, in certain you know, role players. Of course. You got to get some love for that. Shout out to Lonnie Walker, the fourth. Absolutely. And and before we before we advance too too much, I, I do want to still make this point that I made to you with regards to the first round. Um, when the awards were handed out, shout out to Joel Embiid for for grabbing the MVP award. Um, I have to get better. You know, the second or third year after this, because it's the first year that they named them, I'll start to learn and get better at the names of the awards. But uh, um, so the MVP went to Joel Embiid. But the ironic, so two two points of irony real quick. The hustle or the clutch player of the year mm-hmm. uh, was awarded to De'Aaron Fox of the Sacramento Kings. And in that first round, um, you know, Steph ended up showing kind of um, a different level of clutch. And mm-hmm. then I like, the where you're going. I like where you're going. Defensive player of the year mm-hmm. um, was awarded to Jaron Jackson of the Memphis Grizzlies. And he had to face his matchup of Anthony Davis, who showed a different level of defensive intens- intensity. Um, and of course, the the Warriors are kind of seeing that now and and getting an example of that now um so that being said with both of those um kind of experienced players as far as postseason experienced players propelling their teams to the second round into the semifinals um again is there is there any is there any value in regular season awards should we wait throughout the postseason to to make those awards um and then, I mean, your your thoughts on the difference between postseason that 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 chasm of you know postseason play and clutchness and regular season execution to you know to get there and and make a name for yourself. I'm torn on this issue because if I'm being transparent and and if I'm gonna be honest, the regular season in the National Basketball Association means nothing. And it's evidenced more so this year than in any other year 
by the fact that you, as you said earlier, you got playing teams and seven seeds and eight seeds that are dominating because they've hit stride. They've got healthy when they needed to. The moves that were made at the trade deadline, a la the Los Angeles Lakers, have made us a team that now we're scary. And on top of being scary, there's not as much footage out there. There's not that much experience. So teams don't know how to play us as much as they know, say, a Denver who's been who they've been all year or you guys who, you know, y'all made some changes, like one or two. But like DJ Khaled off the screen. Oh, yeah, there's, that's a whole commercial, bro. Like, yeah, nah, what are we doing here? Um, <laughs> Thanks, bro. But, like, the regular season means nothing. So I understand and respect having those awards to be able to be given through the regular season for those who, you know, it, it is what it is. But there also needs to be a separate set for the postseason and, and the acknowledgement for when, quote-unquote, the real basketball starts. I heard one pundit. Talking about how oh the regular season doesn't matter and they ought to go and uh get make it so that if you're the eight seed you got to win extra games or like that's like yo that's stupid bro like just if you're one seed be a one seed don't come out here and get dragged by somebody who you know what I mean through the regular season couldn't yeah. cut it the but, extra I'm, I'm apologies for cutting you up I really am sincerely working on my communication skills and <laughs> all my friends can attest to that that I that is my I'm saying that to everybody anyways. Um, the, I'm sorry, go ahead, bro. Cause, uh, I lost it by explaining all of that. All of that. <laughs> you cut me off and made a big have deal. Your fun. Have your fun. Y'all are getting the meek DJ high star today. Have your fun. I really felt bad about cutting you off and that threw me all off track, man. Have well, I appreciate, mind. I appreciate your, uh, uh, your contrition. Contrition is the name of the episode at this point. Cause it's, it's been said like 16 times, but. And you've also now thrown me off. Uh. <laughs> but no, no, no. With 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 the uh, postseason awards, the regular season awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ultimately, the postseason is when real basketball starts. You can talk about football. It's reg- every week in the National Football League means something, and that's why every season you come down to the end of the season, one or two games make a whole season. That's why you got to win as much as you can every week. Um, it, it's 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 different. It's different. It's different, and the regular season just ain't quite the same in basketball. Absolutely. Um, and the other thing about it, that I think they're trying to, you know, manipulate some things and change some things because one thing that contributed to uh, the lackluster regular season <laughs> is quote unquote load management pause, if applicable, and mm-hmm. um, and and sitting players. And then go into different cities, city like Charlotte, and it'll be a a stinker of a game because you don't have your star player playing. People done paid three hundred, four hundred dollars for them and their family to come out there and play, and I mean to watch, and and they don't have star players playing. And Adam Silver has, and in the league, of course, have made that re- the newest requirement for right. a minimum of sixty five games, I believe to qualify for any of the awards. an award. So hopefully that may bring some intensity back to the regular season, some excitement um, and entertainment, entertainment factor, like, like to that. Yeah. Um, real quick. I want to bring up two things real quick. Shout out to again, Commodore saying I would agree that any basketball played prior to the all-star break is irrelevant. Um, but thereafter, honestly, 
why not shorten the season? 82 games is way too long anyway, if we're going to keep it a buck. Uh, also wanted to give a oh, shout yeah. out again to Alexis Pip. Shout out to our dog. Absolutely. Uh, Pip is funny, man. He looks and sees the name up there that says DJ High Star and Big Cliff. And yet, yo, CJ, room. What <laughs> <up>? <laughs> but shout out to my dog, nonetheless. Pitt, what up with it, man? I appreciate you tuning in, man. This is Carolina Sports Talk. It's your main man, Big Cliff, sitting in with my dog, DJ High Star. As you see, we are live streaming a game. I may get, you know, not. I may get some restrictions, but shout out to y'all. I'm doing it for the people. It's for the culture right now. Miami is currently up over the Knickerbockers with a score of 16 to 12 with three minutes and 21 seconds left in the first quarter. Um, dog. It, yeah. it, <laughs> nah, I had, go ahead. Shout out to Ashton. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be mad if teams reseeded for the playoffs. We beat the two seed Warriors, the three seed, but they're going to get home court advantage against us. Absolutely. Yeah, you Absolutely. Can't if you have a tournament that is somehow like if the regular season determines who gets into the tournament and then the tournament's reseeded somehow based on strength of where the teams are at that point. Now I like that. I, I like that. How can you, how can you determine where the strength, the strength of the teams without risking further injury and stuff like that? The playing tournament to me was enough of doing extra stuff or whatever like that. And, and, and allowing different things to happen. Let's, you know, it's Let's let it be for us, yeah, bro. It, I mean, it is what it is, still. Like you said, the parity is here. So, the number eight seed is not only that number eight seed is competing with number one seeds or number whatever three seeds, five seeds in this case, but they're dominating. So, mm-hmm. you know, the 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 parity is there and all of that stuff. Let it happen because if the what it is, is you it gives it still gives something to fight for in the regular season, at least like. Even though, like, like the Lakers was all the way out of it and was just, you know, clawing to game by game to get where they had to get to get a to get a situation going. There was a lot of times with Miami, Tyler Hero goes out, and a lot of people wrote them off for the, you know, for the tournament and everything like that. Um, so it is what it is. Let the, let it let it be what it is. Let it make it stuff difficult. To your point, real quick of the long season, though. Uh, the money, the money that these stadiums or arenas is, is you know getting from those extra games and concessions and stuff like that, they ain't they ain't really looking to get that up. I don't think. And and I, I and and since we're giving credit to the point, you know, you know, kumbaya. It is a it's absolutely knee jerk to say, oh, this happened this year, so we got to change the system, break it down. Woo woo woo. I agree. The playing system, Commodore just said, cut the playing game. Mm-mm. They're not doing that, bro. Just like like Dog said, off the off the strength of the money that's being made and, and all the extra hype and any extra attention that the NBA can can get. Now they're one thousand percent for that. I did like also Ashton's point of the strength is based on who um who you beat. Oh wow! So just got cut off of YouTube. Just got the message then. <laughs> So Facebook, if y'all riding with us still, we appreciate you uh, being here. Right, right. So let's let's take it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Facebook catchy. Right. YouTube was like, unfortunately, that violates all of our rules. Off. What's up, y'all? So yeah, this is live still, but uh, yeah, nah. I <laughs> when it comes to to that, it's a it's a awesome um, argument and stuff like that. Let's talk about the rest of the first round matchups that happened real real quickly briefly though phoenix beat who the clippers correct 
Mm -hmm. Any surprises there? Or any disappointments there? Letdowns? None whatsoever. Oh, Goodbye. Okay. Y'all took they took care of that. Yeah, the Warriors took care of the Kings. It was scary. It had to it go was... all the way to a game seven. Uh, Draymond, there was a lot of locker room fodder and, and locker room material from Draymond uh, being on LeBron's show, The Shop. And he was like, uh, he was quoted saying like, you know, we don't get up for these regular season games. You know, who wants to play a team like the Kings? You know, ironically, and you're playing the number one seed or, or whatnot right, uh, yeah, right. with the Kings. So um, anything from any takeaways from that as series or whatnot? None other than in an, in a year or two, the, the Kings are where the, um, who did we just beat? Where the uh, Grizzlies, well, the Grizzlies, Memphis Grizzlies are where were a year or two ago. If they get one to two more superstars out there, they're going to be a problem. I, I will acknowledge and say so publicly now that the Sacramento Kings have the potential to be a very big problem for some folks in the Western Conference coming up soon. The trust in uh, Mike Brown's coaching. I got to give him his props. He, Thank uh, you. Thank you. Say it again. He all right. <laughs> Yo, don't front him on me. Nah, he all right. Chris Brown, he, uncle. There. Nah, shout out to Usher. I mean, all right. So we're doing so much. Hate so the Kings. That, that's that's got to be nothing to do with sports. Hate coming the, the Kings. Got cut. But it's a but nice young, young team. team. <laughs> yeah, let's say it in Pip's voice. <laughs> but um, so with the Knicks again, um, or if we go over to the East Coast, the Knicks they 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 took care of Cleveland Cavaliers in their first round. Brooklyn got ousted by the Sixers. Mm -hmm. And the one okay. that I called was absolutely going to be a sweep. Miami um, shocked many, but um, you know others weren't as shocked. Um, took care of the Milwaukee Bucks pretty handedly with, but with a hobbled Giannis as well. Any surprises there for you? No, because you play again, you play who's in front of you. And with that, I, I wasn't, if you're hurt, it is what it is, but right. I'm, I'm not a big believer in them. The year that they won the chip. Oh, let's not do that. The win the year that they won a chip, it just was like, eh. what about um the firing of the coach? Any thoughts with that? Was it, was it deserved or sometimes you need a change? What it gave me in the mindset of was the equivalent of when the Panthers let Ron Rivera go. Good coach. Yeah, you could probably stick around and we would have to do some work, but sometimes you just need a fresh start. You just need a fresh <laughs> brand. Okay. You just need a fresh start. Now I do want to um acknowledge something Pip said that um that he's asked about a couple of times. There we go. Jimmy Bucket, y'all. He says, Jimmy Bucket, do you think the bubble rematch will occur? I would love the opportunity to drag Miami again. Um, it would do several things for me. Win another chip, quest to 18. That's what it's all about. But to be able to have that rematch against this team, and they're as good as they were the year that they were in the bubble against us, it would give us the validity of people can shut that noise up about, oh, no, it was in the bubble and it doesn't mean anything. Now we, we made it through. The same team that we're playing, played against then made it through. And if we bust them again, Again, yeah, not, man. not only um, not only would it like kind of dispel that, but it would be the polar opposite of that. It, it would be a play in team and an eight seed clawing their way through Scraps the playoffs and, and really earning it. So, again, something like that is that's a great question, Pitt. Um, I don't want to see it, of course, because <laughs> you know what that would mean, but. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyways, if uh, speaking of that, oh, man, I'm about to take these off. But speaking of that, I wanted to bring up a couple of things about where my Knicks are. Are we finished with the East Coast? Did that did that wrap up the matchups for the East Coast? Yeah, and as we look in, it's about less than a minute left. Twenty the first round matchups, rather, but it brings it. Go ahead. Twenty to fourteen, Miami up over the Knicks with, like I said, forty-seven seconds left. So go ahead. Yeah. No, I was saying as far as the first round, so that brings us to our semifinal matchups of the Sixers versus the Celtics. Um, we, of course, are facing the Miami Heat. And over in the West Coast, you have Phoenix facing Denver. Um, that series, I'm not sure on that one. If you could check that one for me and see what that series is. And then, of course, the uh, Phoenix-Denver series. And of course, the LA series where the Lakers are over or leading rather my Warriors uh three to one in that series. So dog, hold on one second, real quick. Uh an airplane, I think, drove over my house and yeah, uh guy parachuted out and his parachute oh. was blocking the internet signal from coming through the house when you said mm-hmm. that. So if you mm-hmm. could run that back one time, uh, it cut out right when you said the Los Angeles Lakers are what? You want me to say the whole sentence again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would okay. be cool. I was saying the. <laughs> I, 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 Golden State Warriors. <laughs> the so, Los Angeles Lakers are on top pause of the Golden State Warriors, the San Francisco Warriors, with a tab of three games to one. Now, while you jumping on that pause, are you? You think the Warriors gonna come back? Ashton, yes, he said his Golden State Warriors. Yo, where has he Ashton. been at? Come on. Have you not been listening for the past two years, a you're year a and a half? Fan, bro. Huh? That you're your Knicks fan, though. Most most folks I, don't. That's what it. I'm saying. Where have y'all been at as far as Carolina Sports Talk Nation? <laughs> y'all don't know. Again, my Knicks play so poorly, we have a secondary team. All Knicks fans do. Some people have the Spurs. Some people have the Bulls. Some people have... The Lakers, it, it's a thing, all right? Maybe not the Bulls, maybe not the Bulls, but anyways. I got a Lakers fan. I don't have a secondary team. I know that. I said as a Knicks fan, it, it's the Knicks culture. Fan. I said gotcha. that. It's the culture. Kind like so fan. much that we have a secondary team. So, And I've explained that plenty of times. So, uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, there's a couple of things that I did want to go. Yes, bro, my Knicks. Yes, I own two teams. I'm a rich guy. <laughs> go ahead bro so there's a couple things i want to point out about this uh heat series which makes me pessimistic about the outcome however of course we're at home today and i'm i'm a fan i'm i'm a, a diehard knicks fan it's it's my team um it's my team see exactly bro. shout out to ashton nesbitt exactly. the knicks are his secondary team though so behind the lakers yeah <sighs> So I, see, I told you though it's a part of Knicks culture. So it, it, it flip-flops either way. You know, they, they might be a second team, but you gotta, you know what I mean? How many um rings the Knicks got? Two. How many rings? We two? got rings. What do you it's not I'm not comparing the two teams. Oh, I, okay. Go ahead. My fault. I was just checking. What are you talking about? Nothing. I just wanted to see what yeah, it felt it like. Sounds corny. It sounds like you're not listening to me. But let me get to my point, man. So with the Knicks, I just wanted to point out a couple of things as far as uh Again, our points allowed, we're second, so that, that's great as far as our defense has been concerned. But um, on the opposite of that, we have not been able to score. Um, but also, <laughs> Miami Heat, the point differential, they are number two right now in the postseason with a 6.0 point differential. Um, and then also, 
as far as the Heat as a team, they rank they rank fourth in uh field goal percentage at 48%. We're all the way down third from the bottom at 43.2%. So we're not shooting the ball well at all. Jimmy Butler, he's leading, well, he the yeah, the the uh, shooting guards that are left in the playoffs right now, he's leading uh as far as scoring 33.5 points. Our first um, scorer, as far as overall players and stuff like that, our leading scorer is Jalen Brunson. He's the 12th leading scorer in the postseason right now with only 25.2 points. And that's who we're – that's our star. Like, our, that's our – and Julius Randle is is uh, the next, you know, the next highest scorer. And, um, yeah, his stats is is not uh, – he's, he's averaging oh, – man, three – 3.5 <laughs> rebounds, bro. Um, oh, you see what Brandon says. Brandon Sanders says, Randall, trash. Trash. And the other thing I, I feel like, I think that, um, and I, I see what you're saying as well, Pip. And I think a lot of people did expect a lot from him, but it's a, a situation where that locker room, it can't handle three left-handed players that only go to their left. Mm. That's all it comes down to. <laughs> and then, of course, Julius Randle was the man. You dang homie in high school, you was the man, homie. So he, um, yeah, he 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 was doing his thing, MVP candidate, just a few years back. But Jalen Brunson, with everything that he had coming like behind him, as far as Rick Brunson being in the um, front office and, and and things like that going on, or um, wherever Rick Br- Brunson is at, but. Yeah, yeah. Jalen Brunson, uh, Jalen Brunson has taken a, taken the leadership role from Julius Randle, and I think that the anything that's going on in the locker room, locker room turmoil, is spilling over. So the same thing that they said about the Lakers is benefiting from the Warriors in the tomb. That's what's happening with the the Heat are definitely benefiting from. I'm again, Jimmy Butler is going to be Jimmy buckets regardless. We're missing. You're missing Tyler Hero. Um, and so players like Struess have stepped up and they have done their thing, Duck and Robinson as well. But we've got a Robinson on our squad as well, Mitchell Robinson. You know, he, he was a beast throughout the regular season and, and doing his thing. And a lot of these bigs right now, you could tell that they're they look they are pretty fragile, but it's 82 games that's on their bodies plus the postseason. So a lot of the bigs kind of looking like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they just struggling, you know what I mean? They getting That's through, fine. like yeah, they thugging <laughs> it out, like and getting through. So, um, yeah, a couple of our players from the from the regular season, they're not doing what they have to do in the postseason, being out rebounded every game, turnovers are too high. Um, we don't have that like that that go get it determination, like yeah. snatch this game. I like Ashton's point. It says Randall wants to be the number one option so bad, um, but he just not like that, and I think. There are there was one season where there was some glips that made you kind of turn your head sideways and think, yeah, he might be like he's not really like that. Him. Um, and as a result, it, it got to a point where folks just believed he was who he wasn't. Um, and, and he's not him. He's not Jimmy Buckets. You talked about it. I think that, yes, there is some levels of you guys not executing, but similar to what um Dog said earlier about the Lakers. A lot of that has to do with who you're playing against. Miami is playing pretty good defensively as well. You couple that in with Jimmy Buckets being able to give you 50, 40, 37 at any given second and the role players stepping up, similar to how the Los Angeles Lakers role players are playing up. 
it, it's it, I, I lean more to the Miami Heat just being a little bit better of a team right now uh, or playing at least better basketball than you all as well. So I'm, I give you your, your, your issues with 67% of your team <laughs> scorers being left-handed can't go nothing but left. But I also think that a lot of that is if, even if it wasn't Miami there, well, if it was a different team, you might see a different outcome. You know, I may be able to overcome them, but Miami's just playing better basketball right now. So to Miami's credit, of course, they had the experience of just a few years ago in the bubble, of course, making it all the way to the finals like we're talking about. You have a leader like um, Jimmy Butler. You have front office as far as Eric Spolstra, Pat Riley, uh, you, veterans like Udonis Haslam and whatnot. They, they are a better organization and team at this point as far as experience-wise and being in the playoffs and going through this stuff. With us, Julius Randle, yes, that was an awesome point that, that was Ashton made, that made that. He wants to be the number one option. You know who else wants to be the number one option? R.J. Barrett, bro. And then you know who's for real. And then you know who's telling uh, who, who, what player that they're telling to be the number one option? Jalen Brunson. So that is what we're dealing with right now. We're dealing with three chefs in one kitchen. We're dealing with three chefs in one kitchen, period. So, again, and at this point in the playoffs, when you have to try to excel to the next level, you look at Golden State, they know Steph's the man. So even, like, with the last couple games that Steph has played, I, I admire because he'll, he, he's been – distributing first because he can do that he's got the license he got the green light to do that he can get others right like he paused he can he can all right i'm gonna try to get clay hot i'm gonna try to get draymond i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna find these guys because he got the license to do that or whatever like that right. and and there's a there's a clear pecking order with the knicks there's it's like mutiny it's like they don't believe in the pecking order all right i get this all right the ball ain't moving there's no rotation because i don't think i'm gonna get the ball back so i'm gonna it's like AAU ball. When Crazy, LeBron James man. went down to Miami. Yo, I'm out of here, man. I'm sorry. Uh, later. <laughs> He's upset about this thing. When LeBron James went to Miami, there was a period of transition where he wouldn't be the closer. He wouldn't step up to be LeBron James because he felt, I guess, in a lot of ways, nah, this this D-Wade team, da-da-da. Until Wade was like, nah, bro. You him. Be him. And that's when you saw him come out of his shell. But he, his awareness or his even willingness to humble being LeBron James to be able to give that respect to that teammate shows how important it is to have that pecking order established. If you look at several other of the teams that aren't maybe doing as well throughout what's remaining in the playoffs right now, you look at Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole's not that guy. He, he wants to be Steph Jr. so bad. That shot that he chucked up was like, hey, yo, my guy, I appreciate you, boy. But see, when Zendaya, when Zendaya or Ice Spice is on the sideline and it falls, that his yeah, head he swells up. Exactly. And, that, but, and then he thinks that he it, thinks that because Clay, I'm sorry, I cut you off. He thinks that because Clay and Steph have the green I, light I, that I, they have. Nah, I really, oh. I, I really am. But, but he thinks because Steph and Clay have the green light they have, that you have that. No, oh, we have a team of green lights. No, they, they've earned that. I won't even take it to another level with the superstar team that everybody, much of Vegas was counting on throughout the regular season with the Boston Celtics. You have two tremendously gifted offensive players who at some times just look a, a, a bit cacophonic and where they just, mm -hmm. exactly they both want to be Kobe so bad when you got to know when okay this game I'm gonna step up or even at certain points within the game understanding game flow seeing who has the hot hand it's almost as if they're competing against one another on the same team and so 
it's very evident that you you got to have that balance within the flow of things to say, I'll be the alpha dog. I'll step back. I'll be the lead, Mike. I'll do this. And and no understand that 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 dance a little bit and, and then go from there. Agreed. I mean, and and so again with the example of the heat when they were the heatles, um, you know, that uh <laughs> yeah, they do what? miss this coach. Right. So um with the heat though, whenever they were the heatles, um, it would be nights, of course, mainly like you said, D Way gave LeBron the keys, but then also LeBron being able and having the liberty to be like, yo, tonight I need, or in the situations, you know what I'm saying? Yo, I need you to boom, like take over and stuff like that or whatever, but still being a clear pecking order in there where, um, where you could do that. Okay. Good little run, um, going on, but you Mm -hmm. know, at this point again, even to be frank, even if we had to go back down to Miami, I don't, don't I'm not confident. I'm not confident in, in, in us in the long term, like there's a certain stride that you got to catch. There's a certain momentum where you got to like, where it got to click and you got to lock in that, yo, we're in the playoffs. That's why, you know, and we can go over there to the West coast and talk about y'all series, but that's why with, with that three, one is different from this three, one to me um, where, you know, it's, it's still that look of determination on somebody like Steph on somebody like clay, even somebody like Draymond, you know, they give him a lot of slack and stuff and he, called itself the best like a defender or something like that ever uh, a while like a, a couple weeks back i think and he got a lot of criticism for it but he is one of the few in the league historically that could guard one through five Facts. And, 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 i mean yeah i don't want to admit it to y'all as much as, as the next person doesn't i don't hate <laughs> the guy but i definitely don't want to big his head up anymore because he's got a big enough ego you know what i'm saying but it it like the other the other day, I'm looking at the game and like he's making swipes at the ball or different steals or blocks, and I'm like, yo, he he really be defending like, and he's a <laughs> smart life. defender, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like he has credence kind of from his standpoint to what he says, but then you like look around at the lexicon or look around at the uh, at the landscape rather, excuse me, of defenders. You know what I'm saying. Look at you and look at me. <laughs> now, I, I want to address this and then we'll, we'll get some final uh, perspectives and then we'll head on out of here. Pip says, I feel like these teams don't spend enough time off the court together. Some of these issues are similar are simple fixes. For example, the Celtics have to be together for a minute. They should have figured that out to be uh, by now, to be honest. We talked about culture and we have talked about culture consistently and what that feels like what that looks like and what it benefits and how it affects the play on the field or on the court. How much of that do you attest to this? Um, even knowing that it seemed like this Knicks team was having, Ooh, good block. This Knicks team was having um, a good, good run, good kind of off field, off court chemistry. How much do you attest to that? What Pip says about them needing to get that chemistry and start building those teams off the court to be effective on the court. It's absolutely true. I mean, we would be here another hour if we talked about, teams were the evidence of that um we talking about the tampa bay team that that tom brady led and, and their mm. um off the field chemistry when you talk about this miami heat team that we're looking at right now and jimmy butler talked about their cohesion their cohesion and cohesiveness during the bubble um when you when you talk about these different teams um uh i, I kind of want to give credit to john them because i think that they be hanging out together but they just hang out in the strip club together uh so i don't know how much that helped them 
But yeah. also, like you like you said, so a couple years back, it was the um, it was the Kobe effect. But mm-hmm. Julius Randle discussed his chemistry with his team, and it's not in team building exercises. And like, granted, yeah, we kick it over, y'all cook, and we bring our families over there and stuff. That that's cool. But also, gym work, like like, like outside of scheduled yeah. practices and stuff like that. They would spend time with each other with gym work, whether it's lifting weights and stuff like that or on the court. So that's definitely um, a a huge factor, especially in the postseason um, when you want to have that type of chemistry. You have somebody like Steph, Draymond and Clay that's played together. That's equivalent to having an eight year old, a seven year old going through three, seven year olds going all the way through high school with each other. Exactly. Prime example, Military Magnet Academy has had the same group that's now won three consecutive state championships playing together since the seventh grade. Those girls know each other up, down, back, and forwards. And so they're able to anticipate the need, know where somebody's going to be, where they're not going to be. And that makes a difference. And so, yeah, I think, like you said, not just motivating each other. Exactly. Knowing when somebody's not on and saying, hey, all right, come on. You know how to motivate them, not just to motivate them. Right. Know the buttons to push to get a certain type of result. You can't get that from the structured, minimized practice hours that the the franchise says is is required. Stuff like that is going to come from putting that intimate, unique off the field in in, in one on one time together. So um, I, I, I like the idea. Now, before we get out of here, let's talk about. Where I just want to talk about the two series, the two three ones in the East and in the West, the one that we've been previewing all through the night, the Knicks. What do you think is the final outcome of this series? There's a like honestly, there's there's just a good chance that the Heat will close it out um, this evening. I'm not gonna continue to raise my blood pressure and stuff. I made my points. It is what it is. Like you know, and again, it, I'm gonna show you this, Saren. I'm I'm gonna show you poetic justice here in a second. Whenever you ask me another question, but yeah, that's what I feel about that. It it's probably gonna be over tonight. Apparently, Pip agrees, saying Jimmy Bucket's closing. Um, I'm going to say that I think it does. I don't know that it happens tonight. I think that you all on your home court in Madison Square Garden, the most famous arena in the world, behind Staples Center. Um. I think y'all will pull it out tonight and then lose in game seven. Just if I'm going to be honest, I think y'all y'all will at least take it to seven. I think it would be good for your franchise and it would actually probably propel you into next season to be able to make some moves, get a couple of other pieces. Fix your face right now. What is you even frowning about? You don't think y'all can go seven? I think that Madison Square Garden hey, is the greatest place on earth bro it's the most famous arena in the world bro but continue i'm talking about since the 1800s you know what i'm saying or 1900s i don't know when it was constructed but definitely way before the staple said hey yo bring that there steamboat train over here to build this arena for basketball ah but listen been having circuses and all of that stuff for years and still are having circuses to this day say lesser no, literally, I, the the team is a circus. Is a, you know what you, you you actually you know what you that, that, that was the original punch, but I thought you was gonna dunk that. You, you you're right, Barnum and Bailey and them Nate Universal yeah, straight on the, exactly all of that. Yeah, nah, you got that off. You did that. Um, let's take it from the other perspective. What will it take for you all not to get 
closed out tonight in a gentleman's sweep? For like tonight is it like tonight tightening up on defense, but offensive rebounds from Mitchell Robinson, uh, offensive production from Jalen Brunson leading the brigade. Mm -hmm. But we need, first of all, ball movement. And then we need contributions from our bench outside of Emmanuel quickly. We need some contributions from topping. We need to get uh, and we need to get Miami in foul trouble. Some of their key players. Imagine that a left-handed player going left for the Knicks just now and getting called for a travel. <laughs> Let me take that off of my dog. Thank you. Thank you. I got you, bro. <laughs> I could have told you. I would have drew up the play for you. As we go out to the le- uh, to the left to the left coast, which some may say is the best coast. Shout out to you the know West Coast, yeah. mm-hmm, nonetheless. But La La Land taking on San Francisco. Who do you who do you who do you like? In that three-one series, do you think you guys will be able to pull it out? You think the Lakers going to take it? Where, where it's, my you going only, it's my only saving grace or semblance of any kind of hope with anything in the playoffs right now would be for the Warriors to make some kind of miraculous turnaround. And if there was again a team that did it, uh, of course their backs are against the wall. The same way that LeBron or like uh, the same way that y'all would love to see the Heat and avenge this uh, bubble win that y'all actually had. Um, I think the I think Steph secretly is um, licking his chops paws at the chance to avenge his three one uh, when they were up three one and lost that lead and historically, you know, lost or whatever like that. So it's 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 a whole little mini game inside of the games going on. Um, yeah, them. I'm, I'm a little bit more confident as far as in, in their poise and stuff. But at the same time. I believe it was game three. Game three. No, game. Yeah, well, game three, I want to say. And there was a lot of composure lost between Jermichael Green, Draymond Green. They both got a tech. There was a flagrant foul by Moody. Um, that was unnecessary. And there was a lot of composure lost if you, uh, quote, unquote, championship built. So, right. That's what we got to see from them, though. The oh, are- but I'm sorry to answer your question, though. <laughs> I just I think that they're gonna win. What's gonna happen? The, the Lakers will close it out tonight. Period. Onto the onto the conference finals. Um, didn't think we'd make it this far, but here we are, nonetheless, man. Same way I didn't think we'd make it to the end of the show, and yet here we are. Anything you want to holler at the people before we get out of here, man? Yes, man. I am uh representing for Crux Media today. I wanted to shout out my boy uh B Easy. Uh, his most recent episode he has so the most recent episode he has comedian Kareem Green from Flatbush Misdemeanors one of the shows that he and I talk about on the side I think I might have brought it up here on this show a while ago but a Showtime show Flatbush Misdemeanors but had an awesome interview with with the guy um, uh, Kareem Green I, I, he earned a fan with me like a like a you know what I mean? A personal fan because he was dropping a lot of jewels on that, on their episodes or DJ Blaze uh, radio show. So yeah, shout out to, shout out to Crux, shout out to Be Easy as usual, per usual. Amy, hi. <laughs> you know, it's a whole third uh, co-host on their show too. Oh yeah, shout out to Key, man. Shout out to Key, right. always, man. No, respect, respectfully too. You know what I'm saying? I respect her and this her family, all of that that they got going on. 
all oh, of that. Black love, black love dynamic. Yes. <laughs> now, shout out to the DJ Blaze Radio Show podcast. Recently celebrating 500 episodes in the game, and if if we're gonna keep it a buck, they got more than 500 in the pipe. That's just of the latest iteration of the show. It's at that 500 mark, but they they they've been doing this. It's been doing this. It's been doing it, man. So shout out to my dog. Uh, OG in the game, man. Appreciate all it done. Like you said, Crux Media. But I ain't got nothing, man. Y'all stay safe. Keep your mental health at the forefront of your mind. And I lied. I do have something. The nothing to do with sports that we alluded to earlier. You think he did it, bro? I I don't I don't I don't feel like it's as blown up as the media is portraying it to be, and for the audience because I don't like the teasers and stuff when I'm listening to podcasts as well. We're talking about the Chris Brown. Right. We're talking about the Chris Brown Usher uh, alleged altercation that happened. Uh, Chris Brown night of Chris Brown birthday party. Usher threw a surprise birthday party at a skating ring for Chris Brown in Vegas. Uh, Actually, the same weekend that they were having a lovers and friends uh, tour or festival or whatever it was. Um, So, yeah. Yes. I think that that Chris was fouled to some degree. I don't know if it was like, oh, we jumped him and bloodied his nose up or anything like that. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I think that Chris, it, he, he took it far. Here's the thing. I can 1000% see Chris in there on a little something real quick and go on something else and then being in there lit, skating around and apparently as the uh, conversations and the reports have gone. He got a little mouthy with uh, Tiana Taylor. Usher tried to, yo, man, it's your potty, man. Just chill. We out here. And Chris was like, watch this. <laughs> Chris went off on him. And like, just the way that Chris Brown just be on a regular, bruh, like, and you know, we don't know any of these people, but the the perceived persona, nah, Chris wasn't having it. And so he, he let loose off him and then, you know, Gave him what he really wanted. Gave him that A-Town stomp. But nonetheless, um, I'm looking, I'm interested to see how it comes out and, and what actually is what happened. I don't think like it was a like full gang style stomping, but the reports on Buddy got, got bloodied. So, you know, we'll have to peep and see what it is. People, we appreciate you for tuning in. Muff, huh? I just said what's up. I think that's Muff that just checked in. Yeah, that's I was giving him a little love. But shout out to Wilson Anthony Johnson, my guy, uh, my friend and yours, our frat brother, Ace Man. Shout out to the dogs. Shout out to everybody checking us out again on YouTube. If y'all are still there, if they ain't done to kick it all off. Facebook Live, your favorite podcast app. Man, until the next time, y'all, we up out of here.
I broke my back. What do you mean by that? You my broke back that? is broken. What, a, a vertebrae or, or well, what portion? Spinal. 